0: Everyone and welcome back and well welcome back might not be the right term or maybe it is This is not the Minnesota Sports Podcast anymore. I know I've put off this announcement for a while, and I'll kind of lay it out here in a second, but we are back and better than ever as this podcast has gone under a little bit of a rebrand. We are no longer the Minnesota Sports Podcast, and if you listen to the last few podcasts, you kind of could tell we were leaning more into that Twins direction, and I just think it's better to kind of localize, to kind of really just uh, get into one kind of solid stream of covering the Minnesota Twins. I write for them for zone coverage. I'm already kind of in the know. Uh, the Twins are my favorite Minnesota pro sports team. Uh, not that I don't talk about the Vikings and the Wild and the Wolves and the Gophers and, and, and all that kind of stuff with Minnesota sports. I have a different podcast for that. You can go check that out. It's called The Morning Sports Desk, and it's something I do with uh, my full-time job. Uh, and you can find it if you go to Uh You can find a place to look at those podcasts where you can hear me uh, and uh, my co-host, Corey Tackman. We talk about... Uh, sports on there. We talk about all the Minnesota sports uh, on there. And so I just felt like this is a great opportunity to just talk solely about the Minnesota Twins and really go in depth and have those more in depth conversations. So without further ado, uh, you know, I'm trying to find a drum roll as best I can, but uh, this is Bombs Away. A Minnesota Twins podcast. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Uh, I'd like to thank Corey Tackman for the name, by the way. Uh, so now this is Bombs Away, a Minnesota Twins podcast. I'm your host, CJ Baumgartner, and we're breaking down all the latest with your favorite ball club. Uh, well. You know, actually, the St. Paul Saints might be taking that over pretty quickly because, man, the Minnesota Twins won their first couple games out of the All-Star break. Uh, Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, they pitched really well, and everyone's like, okay, all right, well, series in Milwaukee, maybe you can split that one, and then you go into, uh, you go into a series with San Diego, see how you do, and then we're at the trade deadline, and oh, boy boy of things falling off the rails since then. If you're following the Twins, I don't even need to tell you. It's been a train wreck when you look at runs given up. I think they've given, they've played three games since then, and they've given up, I think, something like 27 runs in the last three games, so it hasn't been great for the Twins. I think Nick Gordon has made two different pitching appearances this week. At the very least, he made one in San Diego on Friday night, so not ideal for the Twins pitching and here's the thing the trade deadline is August 2nd so that is going to be the official day that's on Tuesday but I mean honestly if you're the Minnesota Twins the writing is on the wall that you need to make a trade for a starting pitcher now we're going to get to that in just one second but first I want to let you know that the Twins shouldn't be surprised about this revelation uh, the pitching staff they put together was way too experimental. They relied too much on guys to have bounced back years and for them to fix guys. Um, when you look at this team, you look at the rotation outside of Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan, it's been who? Chris Paddock had Tommy John surgery. That's tough. I know. You know, how good could he have been? I don't know, but I know he would have provided some young depth. He wouldn't have been a train wreck, at the very least, Chris Paddock, but he was hurt. Um, you look at other guys, Dylan Bundy Joe, uh, Dylan Bundy, and Chris Archer have completely fallen off the rails after having some ni- a nice first month, month and a half, two months of the season. Those guys are completely unplayable, and honestly, on any good ball club that's trying to compete, they'd be DFA'd immediately after their last couple weeks of playing, but the Twins are in a position to where they relied too much on Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer having good seasons. But the problem isn't just with the starting rotation. It's also with the Twins' bullpen because they, again, relied on... They There was too many variables, I think, in that bullpen. They, Joe Smith, the Twins, ever since Derek Falvey and Thad Levine have been here, whether it's Matt Belisle, whether it's... Uh, Ryan Harper whether it's Joe Smith they just kind of have this one old guy who like you don't you didn't even knew existed they had Tyler Clippard for a year as well although he wasn't too bad but they have these guys that just come in you're like where the heck I didn't even know they still played or I never heard of these guys before but they're 38 years old and they're throwing frisbees out there and and when it's worked, it's worked. But when it hasn't, man, they've gotten hit hard. Joe Smith has been falling apart since coming off the IL. And uh, again, this twin, this isn't something that should shock the twins. I know injuries have played a part. In this team, Paddock's gotten injured. Jorge Alcala's been injured. Bailey Ober has been injured. Uh, even Josh Winder now has a shoulder injury. There, There's a good chance uh, that he doesn't pitch for a while either. Uh, it just feels like every move the Twins have made with pitching, I know injuries have been a factor, but every move the Twins have made in pitching, every kind of thing they've wanted to do planning out their bullpen has fallen in their faces because... They've relied on Joe Smith to be a productive member of their bullpen. Tyler Duffy falling apart is something that nobody saw coming, but now they have to deal with it. Outside of Duran and Griffin Jacks, uh, there's really not much to look forward to in this Twins' bullpen. There really isn't. And uh, Emilio Pagan, the Twins' two bullpen moves, they're additions to the bullpen, whereas Emilio Pagan, who's been downright unplayable, and... Joe Smith, that was it. That was the only additions that this team made to their bullpen. And there wasn't a good bullpen last year. And I know they lost Alexander Colome, which was addition by subtraction, and I know they lost Hansel Robles, but it doesn't matter because this Twins team still isn't good. This Twins bullpen, I should say, isn't good. This Twins whole starting pitching staff isn't good. There, I mean, there's like four pitchers, Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, Yoan Duran, and Griffin Jacks, and the problem with that is, they're being relied upon way too much, where if they don't, if they're not on top of their game, and you saw with Joe Ryan yesterday, he got taken deep five times against the Padres, if they, you're basically counting on them to just be perfect every single time they go out there to carry your team, and they're just not, and then the team suffers because of that, so this this is just one thing with the Minnesota Twins is when you glue together a pitching staff like they did with starters like Bundy and Archer, who they're like you know first couple times through the order and then we'll turn it over to the bullpen. But then all their bullpen guys are one inning guys. Like there's no, it's just we're gonna have you in. We hope you face three batters and we're done. And when they and if those guys that they put in place struggle, there was no fallback plan. And they the Twins have just really suffered from not. A lot of depth, which was something that Derek Falvey and Thad Levine were hired to do, which was to turn around the pitching core. Uh, I, I want to do a podcast on this later this week, or at least touch on it a little more in depth, since there's a lot more to talk about. We'll wait till after the trade deadline to make some full indictments on Falvey and Levine, and maybe even after this season. But the, the short version is, they've done some things that have turned around the pitching. They've the philosophy and just some of the things they've done getting away from the pitch to contact and and embracing modern techniques. They have modernized a little bit in that sense. They've brought like it's not the Terry Ryan pitching staff anymore. It's a completely different look. But the problem is is they've went from bottom to they went from bottom of the league to below average and it's just still not good enough. Right now, the pitching depth hasn't quite came to fruition. The Twins, outside of trading for Joe Ryan, currently on this Twins roster, there's not a lot of places where you can look and say Falveen found a good one there in terms of young pitching. So it's really hard to to assess this. It's got to get more of a full in-depth look. They've done some things to help out this pitching staff, but overall, a lot of moves, and especially in the last couple years, have just blown up in their faces. Every single pitching move... Just about that the twins have made since the tw- the off season following the 2020 year, has been bad. It's blown up in their faces. So we'll have to keep monitoring that. And the trade deadline will have a big kind of influence in how we view this season and how we view Falvine uh, for this pitching staff. They need to make a trade. I know the trade deadline is in for a few more days and that the Minnesota Twins love to be patient. If there is one team that loves to wait until the last minute and loves to just kind of sit on their hands and let the market kind of play itself out, and there's advantages and disadvantages to that, but it is the Minnesota Twins. They're a team that loves to be patient. They do not like to push the envelope. You saw before the the lockout at the end of 2021 some teams were very aggressive the Tigers were aggressive to sign Javier Baez and and there were a couple other teams I believe the Rangers signed Seeger before the the lockout. there were some teams that were ready to jump and get their guys signed. The twins signed Dylan Bundy and then waited. Maybe they signed Joe Smith but the point is is they did not make a bulk of their moves until the lockout was over and even then they did they made some moves on opening day. that's how long they waited to let some of these trades, come to fruition so I think Falvine is going to wait until the absolute last second for a trade because I don't know if it's they they don't want to seem desperate it's a it is a negotiating move to wait and to say no and to hold your hands to the vest and all that and I get it but this is a desperate team like they are desperate it's the, the whole thing of like you know the classic joke in a disney channel show of like well i don't want to call this girl back so you might think i'm desperate well you are desperate that's that's the twins right now you're you're the guy who's trying to text back the girl you like and you're like i don't want to seem desperate like i'm that into her you are you need like you need that response you need to engage you need to do whatever uh more than they have been they are not in a position where they can wait and let things come to them because as you just saw For those of you following the headlines, Luis Castillo is the top pitcher on the market. He just got sent over to Seattle. A couple days ago, the Yankees made a trade for Benintendi. And while the Twins weren't going to go after Benintendi, and the Twins likely weren't going to get Castillo anyways, it's to show that some of these contenders aren't waiting. And if you wait, some of these options are going to be off the board, and it means that you're still going to be in a position where you need to overpay because you have to get something. Like... All the you don't you it's like you're waiting to you want to wait you want to buy this car because you don't want to overpay for it and then it goes off the lot and then you're like oh wait now I still need a car and now I have to settle for this bad one but I need a car so I'm gonna have to overpay for it anyways like it's it's the whole thing of supply and demand the twins still are in demand for pitching and teams know that and the more they wait and the more options that come off the board means less. Means less bargaining power, less negotiating leverage that the Twins have. So they need to make a trade before the final day of the deadline. They need one. They should have made a trade yesterday. And I understand that it takes two to tango. I, I, you need a team that's willing to trade early. But as you saw with the Cincinnati Reds, if they get an offer they like, they'll trade early. They will. The Twins, and, and this gets us into our next thing, the Reds could still be a team the Twins trade with because they did trade with Sun, uh, for Sonny Gray from Cincinnati in March. They gave up Chase Petty, the 2021 first-round uh, pick. But there's Tyler Male. Melee? Super Smash Bros. Melee? I don't know. Uh, Tyler male uh, Male? Melee? I'm, I'm going to say both, so just be prepared. Uh, but he's a guy who the Twins could trade for. He's going to cost a little bit, and especially with the return. For Luis Castillo, the Seattle Mariners gave up three of their top five prospects to get him. The Twins weren't going to pay for that. But Tyler Molly is a little bit of a guy who you can trade for. Uh, He won't be a free agent until 2024, so you still have him through the next season if you trade for him he's the starting pitcher on your team next year i think that means a lot to get the service time because even because the thing with trade deadlines is you always kind of give up a little bit more than you want to because you're trying to make a playoff push and if you get a guy under team control for next year that does allow the twins a little bit more flexibility to give up some prospects to say look this guy's going to be on our team next year and he's going to help us in 2023 even if you know, we're not positioned to win the World Series in 2022. But Tyler Molle, uh, he just came off the IL. Uh, his ERA is about 4.5 right now this year, but the weighted ERA is down to th- like 3.3. His FIP is 3.78. Uh, it, these aren't numbers that wow you. They're not going to jump out, but it's still going to be a nice addition for this Twins team. Another thing to point out with Tyler Male is that He pitches really bad in Cincinnati, his home ballpark. Great American ballpark is one of the most hitter-friendly, if not the most hitter-friendly ballpark in the country. And for him to get out of there and get put in target field is not necessarily a hitter-friendly, pitcher-friendly, kind of depends. But for him to get out of there would be worthwhile. And I know the NL Central isn't exactly the world's best division either, but also coming in to play the AL Central would help a lot, I would say for uh, Tyler Molly And uh, his strikeout number is about nine, over nine and a half per nine innings. The walks are a little high. Uh, he gives out about one home run per nine, uh, but that has gone down generally throughout his career. Um, his batting average on balls in play is about 287. What I'm trying to say is that, like, the un- his ER, if you just look at his ERA and you look at his whip, uh, you know, you kind of think, uh, maybe the Twins shouldn't give up a lot for this guy. Maybe he's not the one you need to be sold on. I think the underlying numbers look a little bit better, and getting him out of Great American Ballpark certainly would help uh, his pitching numbers improve a little bit, because uh, the ball just flies out of the ballpark at that place and I think the Reds are looking to just shred payroll they're looking to just accumulate prospects I think if you give him you know I think if I would throw Austin Martin in a package for him I wouldn't even be afraid to throw Josh Winder in a package for him because he still is perceived as a starting pitcher the Twins have talked about moving him into the bullpen before so if you want to get I mean his value will be higher if he's a starting pitcher so I I I think Josh Winder, even though I like him, would be a guy that you could throw in there if you really wanted to. Um, You know, Royce Lewis isn't untouchable. Outside of that, there's really not a lot of prospects that I say, oh, no, the Twins can't trade this guy. The only two guys I wouldn't deal is Alex Kirilov and Royce Lewis. Outside of those two, I'm willing to listen to offers on Larnik. I'm willing to listen to offers on Belazovic, even though his ERA's been high. I don't know how much value he has. Austin Martin, I'm willing to trade him. I'm willing to trade a whole bunch of guys Uh, So with this team. Uh, even Jose Miranda, by the way, and I know some of the the fan. there's a group of Twins fans that really love Jose Miranda, like really, really love him. And I can see it. I'm not debating that. I'm not debating that Jose Miranda is going to be a good big league player. I'm just saying I think I'm willing to trade him. I'm okay with trading him because Kirilov is eventually going to be your first baseman. And depending on what happens with Carlos Correa, likely he leaves. Royce Lewis comes in at that shortstop. Maybe Miranda plugs in as that everyday third baseman. But you also still have Gio Urshela. So I I don't know. I think that there's really not a path. I mean, you can make one. You can easily just get rid of Urshela. But I'm saying that you can see yourself living without Jose Miranda on your roster. And if that's what it's going to take to get Molly a pitcher who will be on your team for next season, the Twins' lineup is good enough where they can lose Miranda and be fine. But that pitching staff, another young pitcher, Molly's 27 years old, you have him for another year. Uh, Again, I think I'm willing to trade Jose Miranda if it's to get starting pitching. I mean, you look at all the percentile rankings for Molly, and they're good but not great. He's not like... They're in all not dark red, but the exit velocity isn't quite where you want it to be. Uh, the walk rate isn't quite where you want it to be, but uh, the fastball velocity that comes out of his hand, he doesn't throw hard, but he gets a lot of spin. He gets a decent amount of swings and misses, the strikeouts, and again, getting him out of Cincinnati helps out a lot uh, with his home run numbers as well. But I digress on Tyler Molly. Uh, anyway, we're going to go on to the next pitcher who the Twins should trade for, and it's somebody that, or who they could trade for, somebody realistic. Uh, the Twins aren't going to trade for Juan Soto. The Twins aren't going to try I mean, they weren't even really going to trade for Luis Castillo. And I'm trying to think of... Uh, There's another big-name pitcher on the market who I think I'm forgetting about. Oh, Frankie Montes. There he is. I don't even think the Twins are getting Montes from Oakland. I think the Yankees, the Mets, I think those contending teams set their sights on him right now. And I think if you're the Twins, I think if you make a nice deal for Molly or some of these other couple guys I'm going to mention, you'll have to overpay for them a little bit, but you'll get them on your team, and you won't run the risk of having the Yankees, let's say, lose out on Montes and then pivoting and then stealing Molly out from underneath you. Just go get the guy you need. You don't. The Twins don't need to get the top guy on the market to make an impact in pitching, but they are going to need to move fast if they want to get an impact arm. I think Molly could be that impact arm. I also think Blake Snell could be an impact army, somebody that the Twins saw last night and pitched pretty darn well. His ERA this year has not been good. It's been north of four, just under four and a half, especially after yesterday's uh, performance. It hasn't been quite where he's wanted it to be. His San Diego career has been kind of a disappointment, but if you're the Twins, that fastball velocity hasn't changed at all. Uh, If you look at the numbers, he's uh, the batting average on balls in play has gone up to it's 306. But if you get him out of San Diego, if you get him out of the NL West, which is a very tough division, if you get him into the American League Central, I could see the Twins making a little bit of noise with him. And at the very least, Blake Snell. Wouldn't be a bad guy to throw in. He has World Series experience. He has a bunch of playoff experience. And I think that can really help out the Twins. If I mean, if they do hang on to this American League Central, because then you have Blake Snell in the playoffs. You have him, because it'd be him, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and whatever order the Twins decide to have him in. That's going to be their playoff rotation. And if you have a three-deep playoff rotation, you can at least make it work. You can win a playoff series with that as long as you know, your lineup turns up. But the point is that it's not ideal. You'd obviously like to have four or five starting pitchers deep, but getting three playoff-worthy starting pitchers, and I think Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and Blake Snell, even though Blake Snell's not where he normally is, I still think I'd be comfortable rolling with him in a playoff series. He'd be somebody that the Padres, again, they're a competing team. They necessarily wouldn't want to sell off Blake Snell, but if they make a Juan Soto trade, they're going to need to figure out how to extend him because you don't trade for a player like Juan Soto. You don't give up the massive haul he's going to need in return to get his services. You don't trade for him unless you already have an extension in place. And if they do, that's going to cost a lot of money and they'll have to pay him and Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. So that means they're going to need to shed some payroll. Blake Snell would be a guy you could shed some payroll on and get out from underneath it. And you wouldn't have to give up a ton just to get him off the books. He hasn't been lights out for the Padres, so it's not like they're clamoring to keep him. Uh, Right now, Blake Snell's in a five-year, $50 million contract. So he's making about $10 million a year. It wouldn't be a ton. It wouldn't move the needle. But it certainly would give the Padres a little bit of relief. And who knows? Maybe they want to get out from underneath that contract anyways. And then you could give up a guy like Winder, So you give him a pitcher in return. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly what would take it to make a trade. But I certainly think that a Blake Snell trade wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It wouldn't be number one on a bullet for me. But I wouldn't be upset about it as long as the Twins address the bullpen a little bit too. But that's one option in Blake Snell. The other option, and this is a little bit more of a wild card if you're not really paying attention, and that's Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins. He's 26 years old. He won't become a free agent until 2025. So you would get him through next season and the season after. He's under that much team control. So the one thing is the Marlins, there's not really a urge to get rid of him This season, but he's pitched great. He has a three, he has an ERA just over three and. Gets about nine strikeouts per nine innings. The walks are a little high again, uh, but the batting average on balls in play has been a career low for him. Uh, I I think he's pitched very well. The fastball velocity has been down a little bit, but I still think the numbers that he's putting up in a tough division like the American League East is when you consider the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies hanging around, you consider the good offenses those three teams have. uh, For him to pitch in that division, uh, I'd say that that'd be a very good get. Uh, for Pablo Lopez. He's having a career season. Uh, He'd be somebody that the Twins should be in on. And again, you get him until 2025. You get him through the 2023 and 2024 seasons. That's going to cost a lot. You'd have to give up a guy like Miranda. You'd have to give up a guy like Winder. Maybe, uh, I'm not saying all three of these guys in the same trade, but you'd maybe have to throw in Austin Martin. All three guys who personally, I know some people feel differently and that's fine, but personally, I wouldn't be afraid to deal either three of those guys to get a guy like lopez because he's good he's gonna be here for two years so i'm okay with trading for him because then next year you'll have Sonny gray you'll have joe ryan you'd have pablo lopez and then it, you have a couple more open spots to either fill with free agents fill with prospects and then honestly i'm okay if you have those three guys i feel very comfortable in a playoff series with three of those guys I think those are three options the Twins could go after. And these aren't new names. People in the know have heard these uh, options for starting pitching. But I think getting a guy with team control is really going to be the route that you go. And I think all three of those guys will be in a Twins uniform past this season. I don't see the Minnesota Twins really making a trade for a guy who's only going to be here through the rest of this season. So there's one option. I mean, you could even look at a guy like Nate, uh, you know, Ivaldi for the Red Sox. But if you're the Red Sox, uh, they can extend him the qualifying offer. So the Red Sox, and he might take it to stay in Boston. So if you're the Red Sox, they're probably going to sell... That'd be another option for the Twins to get. But if you get him, uh, or if the Twins want to get him, the Red Sox might say, look, we feel like we can compete next year. We'll hold on to him. We'll extend him the qualifying offer. So even if he leaves, we'll still get a draft pick and compensation for him. So I I just don't know if the Red Sox are going to want to play ball on a, on a trade. They might. But I don't know. And then, of course, the usual suspects for the bullpen include uh, Dave Robertson of the Cubs. He's been their closer. Um, he's He's been their closer. He's older. He used to play for the Yankees. He has some postseason experience. Uh, he, I believe he's only under contract, though, through this season. But for a bullpen arm, you wouldn't have to realistically give up a lot uh, to get him. Uh, also, Daniel Bard is an option for Colorado, although I just read a report this morning that said that the the Rockies really aren't comfortable trading. They, they don't want to trade right now, which is weird because they're in third place in their division, I believe, behind uh, the Dodgers and uh, the Padres. They might even be in fourth place. I, I don't have the standings in front of me. Uh, with the Giants still kind of hanging around, I think they're about four games back of the wild card spot. Basically, everybody but Arizona. So, I that's the Rockies are a horribly run franchise. So it doesn't surprise me that they don't want to trade off tradable assets, just like, uh, they did with Trevor story, why they felt the need to hang on and not get any kind of value. Maybe it's because they're afraid that the value they get back is not going to be good, but, and then they have to explain to the fan base. I don't know. I don't know what their thing is. They're not, I don't know what's in the air up in the Rockies. I mean, I do, but I don't, uh, for why they would do that. But anyway, um, So yeah, those are some options. The the thing with the Twins' bullpen is, uh, and we can talk about this more as we get closer to the starting, uh, to the uh, trade deadline, but I would prioritize starting pitching at this point. Uh, Make sure you get a starter first, because one, the starting rotation is falling apart fast. Like, so fast that we don't even care if the bullpen comes in and stinks, because we're already down four runs before they even get there. Uh, They need... They can pitch more innings than bullpen arms, so the Twins can justify getting better value uh, that they're trading for guys who are going to pitch more innings for their ball club. You're willing to give up certain prospects if it means you're going to get guys who are who play more. Uh, so it just makes more sense that way. Because um, if and again we talked about this already, if you trade uh, for a starting pitcher, you have that pitcher plus Joe Ryan plus Sonny Gray. It makes you a competitive in a playoff series. Uh, and then that means Bundy and Archer won't be starting games for your team anymore. Maybe Chris Archer is good in a bullpen role, although the home runs have been a problem for him. So have they for Bundy, by the way. Uh, so I don't know if you even want to throw those guys in the bullpen of just DFAing them. Makes more sense. But either way, make a trade for them, so that way Bundy and Archer can be off of your ball club, or at least you minimize the impact that they have pitching for your team. Uh, relievers are cheaper to get, and maybe the Twins do that because they don't have to give up as much prospects, they can still address some of the pitching, Uh, but I think with the way that uh, Bundy and Archer have blown up in the last couple weeks, I don't think that's really the route to go Devin Smeltzer is a guy in AAA who you could call up but I think he's fine but I think he gets hit hard once teams have seen him through the third time through the lineup and so I think he's basically just a little bit better version of Bundy and Archer which don't get me wrong is needed but at the same time I don't think it necessarily moves the needle for your team and the twins aren't really going to call up any of the rookies to make an impact on this team because, now, I mean, you're already in a bad spot if you're expecting to call up a rookie in the final couple months of the season and hope that they can make an impact for your team. The Twins are kind of stuck in pitching, especially depending on how long winder's out. Jorge Alcalo looks like he's out for the season. Danny colome looks like he's out for the season. So I just think when you look at all those factors, uh, they need to trade for starting pitching. I think that is the most apparent need because it's hard to keep a lead if your starting pitching doesn't allow you to get one uh and so relievers are cheaper but by the that logic they're cheaper because they make less of an impact on your team um all right so there you go uh here's a, a couple i mentioned a couple other names that the twins uh that i'd be willing to trade with minnesota um and with relievers uh, by the way before will i wrap up on this topic with relievers I'm okay with them getting relievers. They'll get a couple relievers. I'm pretty confident they will. They won't be anybody I think that you'll know of. I think they'll kind of be guys who go, oh, yeah, I forgot that guy exists. And honestly, that's fine. I just think any new bodies will help out this pitching staff, will help out this bullpen. They just can't keep going with what they've been doing. If the Twins don't make any big trades at the deadline, Uh, they're going to be raked over the coals, and deservedly so. All right, so now I talked a a little bit before about some players I'm willing to trade, uh, and I'm just going to run through them quick, and then I think we're going to wrap up the Bombs Away podcast. Uh, So the thing about the Twins that makes it really hard at the deadline is their farm system is ranked 19th. In baseball. Now it was ranked 19th coming into the season. But that's because guys like Alex Kirilov have graduated from the farm system. Trevor Larnix graduated from the farm system. Now Jose Miranda has graduated from the farm system. Uh, Royce Lewis basically. He's still a prospect. He didn't play that many games to get off of the prospect list. But he'll be off the list pretty soon. Which means that the Twins... Uh, farm system is going to be is not going to look good but that's because all their top prospects are now in the major leagues and you have to kind of go through that next wave of development that still though doesn't bode well for the twins because they don't have a lot of prospects that they can deal uh spencer steer is i believe a top 10 prospect for the twins uh his name has been mentioned in some trades uh, he had a breakout minor league he's had a breakout minor league season this year he just got called up to triple a a couple weeks ago um and honestly if the twins are He's in his mid 20s. Him and Matt Walner could be on a, a, a nice handful of major league ball clubs right now playing for them, but the problem is the Twins have so many corner infielders with Kirilov and Larnik and Kepler and Celestino can play the corner outfields and, and even Arise has logged in some time there before he's had to play first base, so I think when you look at that, there's really no path to the big leagues for them without getting rid of another one of those guys. Maybe you trade a Kepler, maybe you trade a Larnick. heck, maybe even you trade a Kirilov, but even then, their path to the big leagues is isn't necessarily wide open for them. So those might be a couple of guys uh, that you're willing to trade. Um, But, You also look at uh, Matt Wallner. He's another extra outfielder. I know Steer plays a little bit of infield too, but Matt Wallner is the true corner outfielder. Uh, He's, again, one of those top 10 prospects the Twins have. He's a Minnesota native. believe Forest Lake is where he's from. Uh, He had a great game in the Futures game uh, during the All-Star break at Dodger Stadium. He hit a home run. I think it was the go-ahead home run. So he had a nice little showing in front of the scouts and in front of all the eyes. So that definitely helps his trade value a little bit. And again, there's not really a path to the big leagues for him so he might be a guy you just trade but say look he's a guy we, we just have a little bit of extra extra capital here and we're willing to move that to try and help us out in the pitching i know it's weird to talk about players like these are human beings and talk about them as capital and uh, and like leverage and, and all that kind of stuff it's a little weird but uh bear with me here uh anyway uh austin martin is another one uh he's a top prospect at Outside of Royce Lewis, Austin Martin pretty much is your number one prospect. He's a Vandy boy. He's had a down season. Hasn't been able to hit very well. He's been injured. Uh, he basically, has proved this season that he is not a long-term shortstop. That's probably what they already knew, but uh, it's really cemented itself. He's basically a corner outfielder or second baseman. I can't remember how much center field he's played the value is lower than what you'd like it to be. It definitely was lower than when the twins traded for Austin Martin and the Jose Barrios trade, which by the way, was one year from today. I want to touch on that in a podcast later this week as well. Um, but, the value is low on Martin, but you can still sell that he's a top 5 draft pick. He's a Vandy boy, he's ready to make the big leagues. The, you know, he could even make his big league debut this season depending on if he's re- like if a team wants to put him there, but at the very least he could be on a big league ball club starting for a team next season. And for a team like the Reds, I know they just traded for the the shortstop in the Mariners system so they don't necessarily need a shortstop but Martin isn't a shortstop he can be that extra infielder for a team can be an outfielder maybe a center field option I'm trying to think of who Cincinnati even has on their roster I mean they're so young and they're trying to rebuild that they'll really just take any young players and kind of piece them together as they go along I think Austin Martin adds into that I've already talked a little bit about Jose Miranda. Uh, this would have to be for a guy like Molly. This would have to be in like a Montes trade. You have to if you're you're not going to give up Jose Miranda for like Robertson. And if you do that's dumb. I don't think you give up a major league player who's shown he can play and lots of team control and all that kind of stuff. I don't think and the Twins I don't think would trade him for a reliever for a backup catcher which is something they also need uh, I don't think the twins really make that trade I think the only reason Miranda moves is if they get a starting pitcher that they're really confident in I think they would that Miranda would almost have to go in a Lopez trade if you're going to trade him to Miami to the Marlins or in a trade for Molly for Cincinnati if you somehow are able to land Frankie Montes maybe I mean he'd have to go in that trade those are if you're gonna get a team controlled starter, Who's going to be, you know, a number one, number two option for you? I'm okay with giving up Miranda, but if you're going to give him up just to get an extra reliever, to get Daniel Bard from Colorado, to get Robertson from Chicago, to get uh, uh, Soto from Detroit, Michael Fulmer from Detroit, uh, that, that's that's not going to do it for me. You're going to have to get, you're going to have to, you're going to have to give get a better player in return if you want to get rid of Miranda. But I am open to moving him. Uh, because he is a, an attractive Major League-ready candidate for a team. Uh, okay, so lastly, uh, last couple guys. Trevor Larnick, uh, twins, again, have a plethora of corner outfielders. He's a former first-round pick. He's been injured a little bit. He's going to come back in the next few weeks. Uh, the stat line is underrated, but he still doesn't have a lot of a Major League body of work, and especially a lot of big success at the Major League level. He's still a guy. He takes good at-bats. I think if you have a scout that's really paid attention to him, I think there are teams that like him. Um, he's too good for A, so he'd, have to, he'd be a player that can get onto a major league ball club. Again, if you make a, team, a trade with a team like Cincinnati or Miami, they can tell their fan bases and they can tell their clubs, hey, look, we know we gave up a major league guy, but hey, we got a, another guy you can slot in on the big league club and fans can relate to and see and get excited about right away. At our ballpark, and at the same time, that also goes true uh, for Josh Winder. Injuries play a part. Again, he's got that shoulder injury. How much does that tank his trade value? But if you're a team like Cincinnati, who, or a team like Miami or Oakland, who's not competing for a playoff spot this year, it probably doesn't even really matter that he's got a shoulder thing as long as it's seen as not serious, as long as it's just like, yeah, he's going to be out for a little bit, but he'll be ready for next year 100%. He'll be fine. That's really when we'd want him anyways. He's under team control for a while. That knocks down his value a little bit, that he's hurt. I don't think it's a deal breaker. Um, again, he's a starting pitcher right now. The Twins have shown interest in putting him in the bullpen earlier in the season before injuries kind of forced him to just play in uh, the rotation. But if the Twins see him as a bullpen arm long-term, then trade him while he's still considered a starter because, again, starting pitchers have more value than a bullpen arm does. So I think Winder is a guy who could definitely be on that list as well. All right, there's still a lot that's going on. I'm really hoping that no trade news is broken uh, while I've been recording this podcast or in the few hours since it releases. I hope uh, nothing's really changed. Or if it is, I hope it's something that I predicted so I can come on and, and say I was right. So this has been the Bombs Away Podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening. I know this is a bit of a transition. I know it took a while, uh, but I was setting up. I was moving into a new place. I was setting up my kind of new podcasting space, and I'm really excited for what the future of this podcast holds. I really hope that we can grow an audience of Twins fans who really love to listen to this. And if you listened for my commentary on the other sports, go head on over to WadenaRadio.com, the morning sports desk. It's something we do every day, five days a week. Uh, and we talk about all all the Minnesota sports in a nutshell uh, there as well. So be sure to tune into that if you liked uh, my intake on that. This has been the Bombs Away podcast. We'll see you guys next time.